This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things Black business and related news, strategy, and events. Greetings, 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 greetings. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Black Wall Street Today. I am your host, Blair Durham. I have the great pleasure of leading Black Brand, Hampton Roads Regional Black Chamber of Commerce. And for those that have been asking the question, how can you get engaged? How can you get connected? Uh, You can visit our website at blackbrand.biz. We have three more events this year. So we have an opportunity to join us this coming Friday at our headquarters for our Velocity event. Just a straight networking event. Beer and wine will be served three networking nuggets by our members. It'll be a really, really nice time. You are welcome to join us. Then coming up on Tuesday, the 13th, uh, we'll be celebrating our B-Force Accelerator, the final cohort of this year, have their landing ceremony luncheon and connecting flights resource fair. That fair is open to the public. It's happening at the Norfolk Waterside Marriott, an opportunity to engage with 25 different vendors, uh, business development organizations, corporate Corporations, banks, etc. Learn about opportunities and ways that you can grow your business for the coming year. Maybe you're saying, oh, I'm not an entrepreneur, but I am a corporate professional. This is a great opportunity to engage as well. Lots of times there are opportunities, uh, different corporations, you know, they're, they're hiring, they're looking for professionals like you. So I do want to invite you to join us 3 p.m. at Norfolk Waterside Marriott on Tuesday, December 13th. It'd be a great networking opportunity. And finally, uh, on the 15th, we'll have our final members breakfast. And so this will be a a nice time to learn more about kind of year end tax strategy. Uh, We will uh, host Lily Binglow, who is a CPA, one of our members. Looking forward to the nuggets that she is going to share on the 15th as well. You can get more details, register for these events by visiting our website at blackbrand.biz. Hey, I'm excited about today's show. Super excited about our guest. We're going to have a conversation about transportation and logistics. Man, this is a big topic and a big time to discuss it. So after high school, George Berry served in the U.S. Army. He served eight years in the transportation branch and then decided to build upon his skill in the civilian sector as a professional truck driver. From company driver to owner operator and 1.5 million miles under his belt, George has gained a vast amount of experience and knowledge. In 2014, he helped found an organization called For Truckers by Truckers to organize port truck drivers and advocate their concerns to Virginia port management and affect change. Currently, George is a terminal owner and manager for Pioneer Transport in Chesapeake, where he oversees two full-time dispatchers and nearly 10 independent contractor truck drivers. He loves to serve his community through his membership with Black Brand and volunteers as one of four election specialists in the city of Chesapeake. This is going to be a good conversation. How are you doing, George? I am thoroughly excited. Thank you so much, Blair, for this opportunity, this invitation. Um, I think this is so needed for our community uh, folks to get this knowledge and understanding of what potentially investment opportunities that they can uh, venture into in trucking. 
yeah, this is huge. And you tapped my shoulder a couple weeks ago to say, you know, we're not talking enough about transportation and logistics. So I'm glad that we're having this conversation. I look forward to future conversations as well. Thanks so much for being here. So let's let's jump right in if we can. Certainly. Let's go. People talk a lot about starting a trucking business. Uh, you know, they, they, they have one viewpoint. And I think hearing your vantage point, you know, really want you to give us a realistic depiction of what it takes to start what it takes to stay, and then let's talk a little bit about the payoff as well. Okay, sounds great. So there are various branches of trucking that you can get into, car hauling, dump truck, uh, container hauling, which is my specialty. Uh, The Port of Virginia is the third largest port on the East Coast, most likely sixth uh, nationwide. And uh, they have nearly one million uh, containers come through these ports on an annual basis. Uh, wow. the, yeah, the Port of Virginia is a economic engine in this uh, region, and um, they provide a lot of jobs. And uh, there's a lot of freight that has to be delivered throughout uh, our region and locally. Um, so a good opportunity for folks to uh, purchase trucks to may don't even have a CDL. I have in, truck investors who just want to get into the industry by purchasing their own truck and, and uh, getting a driver to operate that truck. And they more, more, more often I see them doing maybe perhaps a 50-50 split. So it's a great investment um, engine. Uh, and I love to see more folks tap into that. Huge. So looking at current market conditions in terms of transportation and logistics, um, is there really still growing opportunity there? I mean, do we need to be fearful about perhaps drones impacting the market um, for those interested in the industry? Just curious to know about the availability of freight, um, how you go about building relationships in the industry. Kind of give us a, a deep dive, if you would. Yeah, so there's an old adage that nothing gets delivered unless it's on a truck. And that hmm. still holds true today. Uh, everything we see in the studio, everything from the shoes on your feet to the purse you're wearing, uh, it's all been delivered by a truck at some point or another. Um, but what I can say is uh, th- through these different um, uh, For these different opportunities, you know, a lot of drivers get into this field and, um, you know, what they have to understand is the market does change. Just like the real estate market where there's a buyer market and a seller's market, Hmm. same holds true for trucking. There is a broker market or freight forwarder market, you could call it, and then you have a trucker market. Uh, And the way I see that... That was going to be my next question. Oh, no, I'm already (laughs) jumping ahead of you. No, this is good. So, yeah, uh, the the market does fluctuate in our industry as well, and that can be hugely impacted by container uh, freight, uh, imports and exports, either, you know, slowing down or increasing. Uh, That really moves the needle when it comes to uh, our industry. Got it. So broker market versus driver market. What market are we in right now? Uh, We're mostly in a broker market right now. Uh, A lot of freight has been delivered for the holiday season. As you can see, Christmas Mm. trees went up during Halloween uh, weekend. Uh, So there's a (laughs) lot of uh, gifts and things of that nature that's already in the warehouses. They already have received a lot of their their merchandise for the season. Uh, I would also say that there are economic economic uh 
should I say, maybe political or other country uh, issues that are that impact you know, the amount of freight that moves through here. Let's say China, for instance, which is our number one importer. Uh, if you noticed on the news lately, they've been dealing with uh, some uh, protests around COVID restrictions because when they shut down, Blair, they shut down. Like, mm. They ain't no, ain't no, okay, this state is doing the mass. This state ain't no, they, they wow. all shut down. And so that impacts a lot of the warehouses and uh, the labor over there. Uh, in addition to that, um, they have a new year as well. They're, our new year's one day, their new year sometimes lasts a couple weeks. Hmm. I think this year is like 16 days or something is their new year. So when that happens, a lot of the factories and warehouses slow down. And then they have another holiday, I think, right after that. I think it's some lantern holiday or something. Please don't quote me on that. Um, but a lot of those different uh, issues impact our ability to receive freight. That's interesting. I never even considered that, mm -hmm. how the customs and traditions Indeed. in China mm. would then impact. That That makes a lot of sense. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. They got a longer way to go if it's any China freight that we're getting through here on the East Coast because they more likely have to go through the uh, Panama Canal. That's why you will see a lot of backup over there in the West Coast ports because uh, it's a shorter distance those vessels have to travel to get from China to, let's just say, Long Beach. Hmm. So um, you'll see tremendous amount of backup on the news versus them traveling all the way over here to the uh, East Coast. Oh, gotcha. Hey, if you just tuned in, you're listening to Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. I'm talking with George Berry, who is a terminal owner at uh, Pioneer Transport. I started to say four truckers, wide truckers. We are going to spend some time talking about that, though. But before we do, I'd love to know what advice you'd give to someone just getting started or maybe considering getting into the trucking industry. Right. So there's two ways I would say you can enter this. You can enter it as a driver. That means you're going through the course, getting your CDL. There's uh, there's a, quite a few courses around in the local area uh, that you can attend. Uh, they usually don't don't last but a couple months. Um, and some of them have accelerated courses. So receiving your CDL, getting your permit and uh, taking the road test is uh, crucial to you being able to attain your CDL. Once you have that, uh, it opens you up to a lot of opportunities. Uh, perhaps you want to go over the road, uh, maybe into different different sectors of uh, trucking. So um, that is one direction. Another direction, if you're an, if you want to just use it as an investment tool, you could purchase a truck, uh, get it, uh, get the registration, all that good stuff. And, uh, we can get into the cost if you ever want to, if you want to move forward that conversation as well, Blair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've um, got that on my list. Okay, great. So we'll, so we can, um, start there and get you a truck, get you a driver, and then, uh, you can uh, get commission based on uh, what your driver does for, say, that week. Most drivers get paid every week, or m let's just say most uh, the uh, the vehicles, because we don't pay the, dr the driver directly. That would be the owner's responsibility. Got it. Yeah. Curious to know, too, just from a mindset perspective, someone mm -hmm. who starts out and they've, they've got a trucking business, mm -hmm. how, how do we keep our head in the game? 
Well, <laughs> is that a tough question? Yeah. Um, I guess as, as far as just staying focused, it, it's pretty simple, basically, especially if you're an owner of a vehicle. You're just expecting that driver to make the right decisions when it comes to the loads that he or she takes. And, um, you know, you sit back and if there's any maintenance that's required and you step up at that moment, anything dealing with the truck that, you know, an owner would typically deal with. Other than that, it's it's a fairly uh, simple system. But I know there's got to be a fair amount of headaches that come along with it, too. I know there's got to be some stress involved. I mean, you're talking about people. You're talking Indeed. about systems. You're talking about equipment. You're talking about transportation. Yes. I mean, a lot yes. of different moving parts. I mean, you're, you're it's it's huge what you're doing. Yeah. So it can. Uh, well, that's where we come in. Um, Pioneer Transport. We ha- we're basically a dispatching hub. So we're basically giving the drivers the um, opportunities, uh, different lanes that's available and they select from that and you know move the freight accordingly um and you know there's a lot of insurance umbrellas and different things to sort of protect your investment as well so uh i don't think it's as challenging um i think it could be uh it if definitely if you're looking for a challenge um it it would be an interesting uh investment to make yeah pretty cool okay so we we were gonna talk a little bit about compensation and that kind of thing. I'd love to just learn, is there anything standardized about compensation for drivers? Like, how are you able to build a budget in order to manage your operations? So, the typically... A lot of the uh, drivers in this, or I should say uh, trucking companies, also known as motor carriers in this area, offer a independent contract to our, our drivers. And some of them are based on a percentage. And the percentage, there's a, a large percentage that the driver or the unit makes. And then there is a smaller percentage that the trucking company makes. And the trucking company is able to keep their operation going based on the volume of trucks that they have leased onto their company. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Advocacy. I know this is a big passion of yours. Absolutely. Uh, Want to know about your relationship with the Port of Virginia, right, and the origin of for truckers by truckers. So what kind of advocacy do drivers need that you've been able to provide? So port drivers need a voice. Um, there uh, are other organizations, I should say, in the area that do some uh, level of advocacy. Uh, For Truckers by Truckers is a direct advocacy organization uh, that speaks from the ground level of the port truckers to the Port of Virginia. Um, Our relationship hasn't always been uh, good initially with the Port of Virginia, but it has grown to be better over time. Um, Their management team listens to us. Uh, they hear our grievances. Uh, they respond uh, in adequate time. And um, I think we have one of the best ports here in the United States by far when it comes to the relationship between port drivers and port management. Uh, there's some ports in this country where they they can't even get a meeting with any of the port leadership. So mm-hmm. I think the Port of Virginia has done a, a phenomenal job and uh, taking up our concern re- 
recognized in our organization and to be, you know, something that is a, a strong force um, due to some of our uh, actions in the past, whether that be protest or, you know, meetings, things of that nature uh, is really gotten the, the attention of media and uh, the Port of Virginia. And we're so thankful for uh, all those different uh, entities that have uh, responded to our plights. Yeah. What are some of those key concerns by drivers um, that, that you've been able to help mitigate? Uh, I would think a lot of it stem from uh, port congestion or port wait times. Uh, mm. The Port of Virginia responded with a uh, port reservation system that uh, helped to mitigate some of the, um, the the backups that were occurring at the Port of Virginia. Uh, they've also responded in other ways. Uh, uh, beautification of the port is important to me uh, by far. Um, having, you know, clean uh restroom facilities for male especially our female drivers mm. um that that is very near and dear to my heart and as well as uh just just communication uh get, so the port has a port text service as well as a email notification of any updates that they need to share to the driver and for trucker by trucker uh most of the time what we do is streamline that information directly down to the drivers that follow our facebook page Congratulations. That's huge. Well, thank you. Man. <laughs> 200%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just you know, happy to see that you, know, you identify those needs. Indeed. You became a voice. You pushed. And there have been some responses. Indeed. I mean, that port reservation system, I know that's huge. Yeah, that definitely has been helpful. Uh, it was a lot of pushback at first, but I think a lot of drivers have come to appreciate it a little bit more, especially when there's availability of appointments. That really mm. makes a key difference in our appreciation with the system. Yeah, nice. Kudos to you. Indeed. Is to that effort on go what, to you, <laughs> to the port? I mean, the drivers? Because ultimately, as you indicated, mm -hmm. you know, this is an economic engine for Hampton Road, Absolutely. right? So we're, whether we know it or not, we're all dependent upon smooth processes, Indeed. truckers being happy, et cetera, right? We're, we're, you know, a lot of times all we do is kind of complain about, you know, having to be on the road with truckers, right? Yeah, we don't, absolutely. We don't recognize valuable goods and services. Right, you know, right. Is, a, lot, yeah. a lot of these folks are at work uh, when they're in their truck. They're actually going to work versus the folks who are driving leisurely or whatever. So remember that next time that driver's trying to get where he needs to be. It's the same way when you're at work. Let him yeah, over, let, let him in, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be courteous, flash your lights. That's a good signal for drivers. I mem remember we're sitting 60 feet uh, uh, from you, from mm. the back of that truck trailer that's about 60 feet so we can't always tell depending on the weather conditions if it's clear for us to get over or it's not so a courtesy little uh, flash of your headlights uh, a couple times that uh, that gives us the indication that it's clear for us to get over and that's really uh beneficial for us drivers because you can't yeah. really check your blind spot per se i mean even with the yeah. additional sets of mirrors right you're right. kind of dependent upon us yeah. to provide an indication indeed and we don't have a rear view mirror Contra, some people hmm. believe there's ah, no, no rear view. Yeah, you wow. got a trailer behind you. So, uh, Yikes. and uh, everybody's <laughs> equipped with these high speed cameras and things of that nature these days. But, um, 
definitely, you know, Some we want to be able to, yeah, be able to communicate on the road. A little tap on the horn sometime, you know, it's it's always helpful. So Takes cooperation. We, yeah, we appreciate that still. Mm-hmm. And the kiddos to give us a little blow your horn signal. There's a oh, commercial out. Have like you that? seen that? Okay. Lady? Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. That. Yeah, yeah. Until the, the little girl goes to sleep and the mom's like, don't wake her up because she got, you know, I guess tired of all the truckers' horns blowing us, stuff like that. So, yeah. So little known fact about Blair Durham, I am the daughter of a trucker. I am the sister of a trucker. So I spent some time with my niece uh, in recent weeks and she was saying, you know, she she enjoys going out over the road with her dad, but she feels like there needs to be more communication between them when she's riding. She says she she went to sleep in Tennessee and woke up in Kansas and it's like, what just happened? Right, right. (laughs) I'm like, you're on the road. Yeah. Doing the job. Dad's working. Exactly. Again, no, kudos. That that for truckers by truckers piece is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Is it's, that it's, an effort that's ongoing? Truckers can still get involved. Is that a membership based kind of piece? Like, how does that work? Is that more of a union? Like, right. What is that? So good. I'm glad you mentioned the union portion of it. So, uh, as independent contractors, we're forbidden to unionize. Hmm. But I always say. That doesn't forbid us to organize. Okay. And okay. Um, so what we've done, we have nearly 3,000, yeah, bag drop, 3,000 drivers out here uh, in this region to come through in and out of these ports on a pretty much a daily basis. So to be able to, you know, get, gather their, uh, their perspective and their thoughts um, for Truckers by Truckers has been around since 2014. Uh, and we've continued to uh, do what we do, but more so it's through a Facebook platform. Now we don't have as many driver meetings anymore. Um, just you've because you've been able to get some responses, been able to get some like. responses. We've been to get a lot of things accomplished and drivers sometimes still call me directly and say hey I'm having this issue at the port and I can uh, call a manage a team member from management directly and get the problem resolved so those that supported wow. our organization or ongoing supporting <laughs> our organization is completely appreciated it's mostly through Facebook right now we don't we don't charge any membership fee at this time uh and we just want to continue to do because we have a passion for this industry and we want to continue to do what we need to do to revolutionize this industry george can we look forward to some classes some Mm. george berry transportation logistics courses coming soon like you could be yeah i've given so much for free i I mean i know are we gonna monetize this information or what we what we doing in 2023 because the reality is you know we need this to not become a dying industry. I know that's Indeed. something you and I talk about all the time right. is you don't have as many folks lining up yeah. as we really need in Indeed. order to satisfy that demand. Yeah, it's been so crazy because you think about younger folks these days, I think more tech driven uh, no offense to Instagram mm. influencers yeah, yeah, yeah. and YouTube influencers and gamers that feel that they could just sit at home and make their money but you know pretty soon that means we won't have folks cutting our grass doing the plumbing delivering wow. our loads and yes they talk about autonomous trucks uh, Tesla just uh, I don't know if I can bring that brand up but they just released an autonomous truck but at the end of the day it still takes a human being in that truck sure. to sort of take over in case anything you know uh, uh, nefarious happens so yeah I think it's going to be a lot of change that occurs through this industry mm-hmm. yeah I just wonder if there's not a way that we can kind of 
create a campaign, really brand this thing, you know, with you kind of as maybe the face of it and you providing this content to really, you know, maybe leverage TikTok and energize folks around, no, 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 this is still where it is. Like, let's let's not be confused. My brother has a a management degree, a a business management degree from NSU, but like he he runs a trucking company. Mm. Like, let's be, let's be clear, you know, this is, this is a real thing that still needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, you know, it, it's not all lost uh, from your lips to God's ears is what I like to say I mean, I so just, we know, never know we I want to make sure we happens. can get our packages you, you did that yeah yeah you still continue <laughs> you might get a little express service so yes yep indeed okay what else do you want to share we've got a few minutes remaining would love to hear anything else that's on your heart and mind as it relates to this industry what do folks well, need to know I really want to say this to uh, the general listening audience that uh you know, as much as I and I don't want to sound like I'm bashing higher education, but it's not necessarily required uh, to become an entrepreneur. You don't need hmm. a degree to start a business. I would say those of you who are in high school or those that may be in college um, or military, whatever the, uh, direction you took. Uh, this is uh, when starting a business just make sure you're going through the right steps make sure you're going through the right channels and and jump out there um i encourage every folks that i come in contact with young folks doesn't matter get involved in uh whether it's something in the community as i do with the elections in uh, city of chesapeake we do need younger volunteers <laughs> it is a paid position mm. so people might not realize um, but get involved in different things get involved in your civic league um and uh, again you know starting off getting into entrepreneurship uh, it's something you can dive in that doesn't necessarily take a degree to get started with. Yeah, yeah. I remember hosting a series on a radio show around whether entrepreneurship required a college degree. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, uh, we concluded it does not, right? right? And I think what we see now more than ever is the availability of free resources. There are so many programs in Hampton Roads that did not exist when Black Brand first started out in 2016, right? Now you've got, I mean, you've got the NSU Innovation Center that you can walk into and get free help. You've got 757 Startup Studios where you can get help. All the different programs at Old Dominion University, I mean, there's so many free programs. So if you're interested in starting a business, tap into what the community is doing. Um, there's a nonprofit called Start Wheel that intends to be kind of a, a, a hub, at least from a, a, a marketing standpoint, about all of the different um Programs, all the different resources that are available, right? So just by getting on Startwheel's mailing list, you can get information about entrepreneurship. Um, I say entrepreneurship's not for everybody, but man, entrepreneurship can be learned. Indeed. You know what I mean? Indeed. You can learn how to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and speaking of that, I mean, Black Brand feels as it is some business incubator to start up black businesses it encourages uh, entrepreneurship so i'm so thankful to be a be a member of the organization i don't know for four years now four or five years uh Appreciate and you. uh yeah absolutely and you know i 
led by the rainmaker herself you know i gotta <laughs> <The rainmaker. laughs> that was cool we we were fortunate enough to uh be honored in virginia business uh 100 people to meet in 2023 so yeah. i thought that was cool because i do enjoy meeting yeah, people was like number four or five how'd you get on <laughs> that was pretty dope i don't know i don't know i, I made that part up i don't know, up, know, I don't know if you was four or five i made it up to see if you was gonna follow along with me you're but funny good. glad that you did <laughs> But, but no, no um, to your point though, yes, Black Brand definitely a resource. Um, incubating businesses, accelerating businesses, mm-hmm. making sure folks that have access to those critical resources. So many businesses fail in what year one? Yeah, yeah they don't yeah, even yeah, see year yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, and the networking potential that you all offer is phenomenal. It's hands down. It's it's not anywhere else around here for Black businesses. That. Uh, directly so man I really appreciate it all that you've done and uh, what you continue to do and I think this uh, platform is is simply amazing and I'm just so thankful to be a part of it and what all that you do speaking of networking I gotta ask you mm-hmm. as it relates to getting work right as a trucker how important is it like how do you build relationships with folks that you can then get freight from like is there a is that you doing that or is somebody doing that on your behalf? Like, how do you get free? So I work in sort and real quick. Oh, sorry, no, before no, you no. answer, I think about my brother. You know, <laughs> when we're hanging out, you know, he he he's got to take several hours to make phone calls and kind of chase down freight. And I'm like, man, like, how does he know who to call? Like, how do you how do you right. get in there? Right. So I think it's important to have. Um, well, for me, I'll take my uh, business, for example. Uh, my business name is FTBT Transport LLC, but I'm a subsidiary of Pioneer Transport. Pioneer Transport, Inc. is based out of Pennsylvania, and they have uh, quite a few agents throughout, scattered around the East Coast and uh, some of the Midwest. Okay. And uh, so I'm sort of set up as like a franchise. Got it. And that benefit gives me the brand name. Yet, uh, the brand itself has had 40 years of, uh, or 40 plus years of relationship building. (laughs) And I'm sort of tapping in that. It would be no different as if you had a, um, Go Bird Go uh, restaurant. And I'm just making this up. So don't try to hit us up for advertising. (laughs) But, um, it, by having that set up, you're 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 an owner operator of Go Bird Go, but Go Bird Girl got 400 uh, uh, different restaurants. So you being an owner operator of that business, you're benefiting from the relationships that Go Bird Go has built up all this time. So uh, that's what I've sort of done, and most of my business is done through email. Uh, customers and brokers are familiar with Pioneer Transport, so got they it. will reach out to Pioneer Transport to uh, get the business. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we take we take <laughs> you got the some help off in that you. regard. Right, right. You don't have to have your own authority. You can come right through us to make things happen. That's dope. Well, George, this has been uh, my pleasure. I appreciate you being here today Pleasure's for sure. Yeah, thank you so much. And for somebody interested in reaching out to George, uh, Mr. G Barry at gmail.com sharing his email address publicly mr.gberry at gmail.com for more information right about the great work that he does he'd be happy to sit down with you and do a one-on-one and thank you so much for tuning in to Black Wall Street today where we're building minds we're building connections and we're forging the path ahead toward business success in the black community 
We'll talk next week. Phenomenal. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Hey, yo, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street.